Welcome to Role Models for Change, a series of conversations with social entrepreneurs and other innovators working on the front lines of some of the world's most pressing problems. Muzun Al-Malehan is an education activist and UNICEF Goodwill Ambassador. She fled her homeland in Syria and sought refuge in Jordan, where she advocates for the rights of children to access quality education. Journalist Ray Suarez sat down with Al-Malehan to hear more about her experience as a refugee and her efforts to ensure educational opportunity for every child. Mazuna's education always been a big part of your life? Yes, of course. Education is always uh, a very important part of my life because I believe without education I cannot achieve anything in my life and I cannot uh, reach my dreams. How was your education affected when you had to leave Syria? Uh, my education, of course, has been affected very much during the war because uh, during the war it wasn't safe to go to school. Sometimes we couldn't attend the classes uh, and it was so dangerous. Uh, in addition to this, I had to flee my home and find a new uh, and safe place, uh, which was uh, refugee camps in Jordan. And at the moment I had to leave my home uh, land in Syria, I thought I cannot continue my studies. So that moment uh, made me uh, a bit sad because I realized if I lost my education, I would lose everything in my life. And uh, I had to uh, continue my studies in the camps in Jordan. In what level were you when you, when you left school? What grade? I was in grade uh, nine, uh, and it was such a very important year in Syria because uh, we passed uh, a very important exams which allow us to continue our secondary education and uh, to uh, choose in which direction we want to go, if it is science or literature. Uh, and we do after the grade nine, two years in order to go to university. Was there a break, a long break? Uh, a long time in which you weren't going to school? I actually had to leave Syria. I was studying in Syria when I left Syria. But in the camps uh, itself, I had to wait just a month. Uh, I was lucky because oh. I thought I maybe I have to wait a long time. But I was so lucky that I catched up with my education very quickly. And thankfully, I had a Jordanian curriculum that uh, other uh, Jordanians receive. Uh, and we didn't have like just a general or basic education, which was really great to continue a very uh, normal education in the camps. You are very lucky because a lot of young yeah. people who've left Syria have had, you know, a year or two years of a break and you you lose ground, you know. Yes, uh, that's true and uh, I was so lucky to continue my uh, education and uh, not lose anything. What's your favorite subject? Uh, in the past, I loved history and uh, Arabic language. They were my favorite and I like biology as well. Uh, but now I have different uh, interests, to be honest. I study international politics, and I really like philosophy, I like politics and uh, poetry stuff. These kind of literature things, I am in that direction. <laughs> uh, you stayed in Zatari for, uh, in Jordan for 18 months, and then you began your work with UNICEF. How did you find each other? In fact, uh, when I first uh, arrived to Zaatari camp, uh, 
uh, I was looking for school because my main concern was my education. So I went to school and I was so glad, but at the same time I saw other children who lost hope and they, they wasn't really happy to go to school and some of them they wanted to drop off from the school and just they came to make friends and then they leave their education, which made me to start my own mission to encourage other children to go to school and to believe in themselves and just to get uh, education. And during my mission, I was uh, speaking to people in the camps uh, and uh, anywhere and any time in the camp, I was telling them about the, about the importance of education. So as UNICEF, uh, their part was uh, to raise awareness about the importance of education. They heard about me. They heard about the influence that I was making on other children. They wanted me to join them through activities after school as a volunteering work to go from 10 to 10 to talk to parents, to talk to children, to encourage them to go back to education. This is how basically started with UNICEF. So it sounds like your work, your appointment as a goodwill ambassador was a continuation of things that you were already doing. Yes, definitely. Uh, UNICEF didn't appoint me just because uh, uh, I am a Syrian refugee, but because I am an activist. And the UNICEF believed that even after resettling in the United Kingdom, I didn't stop. And I was uh, keeping and uh, to raise my voice, basically, and to talk about the challenges that refugees and children in general they face. So they believed uh, my uh, uh, appointment as a goodwill ambassador can uh, uh, be a, a good platform for those children to highlight their challenges through my story and through my thoughts and my uh, belief in the uh, importance of education. You've been back to Jordan. Mm -hmm. How did that go? What, what, how did it feel for you to do that? Actually, it was so emotional. I was so glad to, to go back. But that time, it was with a huge responsibility. Uh, I uh, was thinking when I was traveling from the UK to Amman, I was just thinking about my journey. I remembered uh, the uh, hard journey that I had when I went to Jordan. And uh, I, I had an anonymous, basically, future at that time. But when I went back, I felt now I am coming back stronger. I am coming back with known uh, fate, with known uh, goal, basically, with a huge responsibility to go and to talk to my fellow uh, sisters and brothers from Syria who are still living in a very difficult situation. So for me, I felt uh, now I have uh, a greater platform, a greater opportunity to help those children and to raise their voices and to give them hope and to, uh, to show them myself as an example for them to succeed in their lives and to just to be hopeful and to be positive. Well, I'm sure you saw school kids and toured classrooms. How are they doing? Are they making the best of it in what anyone would understand is a difficult situation. Uh, the children that I met when I went back to Jordan, all of them, they have hope. They are so uh, determined to learn. Uh, and uh, they told me, even though we are away from Syria and now we sometimes have a lot of difficulties to learn and to get the best opportunities, but we want to go back to Syria to rebuild it one day. And uh, we believe in education. And uh, I was so pleased to hear that, to hear a positive, 
uh, thoughts and positive ideas and also uh, a very hopeful future. They think about a very bright uh, life and they want, all of them, they want to go back and to do something. This is, I think, the main thing that uh, why education is so important because once we have education, education can guide us to the right path and can give us hope, uh, not only to ourselves as individuals, but as countries because those children I met, they uh, motivated me that uh, the, the, the one day a strong generation can go back to Syria for rebuilding Syria and make it uh, a beautiful country as it was before. Well, let's talk about that rebuilding. You left as a teenager. You'll be going back as a young woman mm -hmm. uh, to a country that, you know, uh, many of the buildings are destroyed, the factories, the farms. You've really got to start from the beginning. Are you ready? Uh, of course, I am ready. Uh, I believe in the Syrian people, especially the Syrian children. I believe we are strong enough to rebuild our country, and uh, we want uh, us as the Syrian children to rebuild our country ourselves. I know it is a sad fact uh, uh, to to see what's happening in my country, to see the destruction. Uh, it is, uh, you know, completely destroyed, and um, not only on the infrastructure level, but also in the level of people, uh, we had uh, uh, experienced uh, very difficult experiences and we had a very difficult circumstances. But uh, I'm sure one day if we are educated enough and we, if we have hope and if the hope is still alive, we can go back and rebuild it. And I'm sure, uh, I, I know it is not easy, but it is not impossible. Do you think now that you've been doing what you've been doing for these last several years, that you'll continue to be an activist, that uh, once you're able to go home again, that that part of your life won't stop. Definitely, I don't want to stop to be an activist, uh, not only to my country, Syria, uh, as I believe there are so many children suffering in the world, not only the Syrian children. So it is my responsibility as a goodwill ambassador to UNICEF, as a global goodwill ambassador, to continue to be an activist, to advocate for the rights for every child, everywhere, to have access to their rights, in particular education. So for me, being an activist, it is not a job, but it is something comes from my heart and I am personally was affected by those disasters so I hope that uh, I will continue of course and I hope I can help more and as much as I can. Do we have to pay special attention to the education of girls? Um, do they get the same care, the same uh, attention to their educational needs as boys do? Uh, this is such a very important question because uh, I think it is important to focus on girls, not because uh, education for boys are not important, but because girls are more likely to be deprived from their rights. And in general, we ignore the importance of education for girls in many societies. If it is from a cultural sense or maybe from the support sense, we uh, need to highlight the challenges that girls face uh, in depth. And and we have to uh, to pay, yes, as you mentioned, uh, uh, a higher attention because uh, girls, unfortunately, uh, they are uh, sometimes ignored and we need to listen to their voices and give them more opportunities because girls, as we all know, they raise both boys and the girls when they become mothers. And if a mother is not educated, I believe that the whole society will not be educated. 
when you meet girls as a UNICEF ambassador, are they aware that their educational possibilities are more fragile, that they have to stay in school? Do they understand the way you do? how important girls' education is. And, uh, I was so pleased that through my experience, most of the girls that I met, all of them believe in education. I can give an example, a very recent trip uh, for me to Chad in Africa with UNICEF, where I met with a girl uh, when she was 16. Uh, her name basically, she wanted to be called uh, Hasima as, you know, to protect her identity. And when she was 16, she was kidnapped from uh, her school uh, by Boko Haram, and she kept for a few years in their sexual uh, harassment and other uh, you know bad abuse by them and then she managed to escape and now she has her treatment in the lake of Chad by a hospital supported by UNICEF and uh, uh, when I saw her uh, I saw the suffering but also I saw the hope and she told me after uh, having my treatment I would like to learn and she told me I believe that when I go to school I can uh, go back to life and even she told me she wants to learn languages, she wants to communicate with the world, and she believes in the importance of education and the difference that education can make. So yes, I believe that girls now, they are more aware, and they know their rights very well. That's why uh, I think this is the first step to, to increase the numbers of girls uh, to be able to go to school. In refugee camps, among displaced people, you're missing home. Everything that's familiar in your life has been taken away. Often your own parents are under either tremendous stress or they may not even be with you anymore. Is it hard to go back to school? Is it hard to concentrate? Is it hard to study in these situations? Uh, yes, uh, once you leave your home, you leave uh, everything behind. Like you leave your, um, sometimes maybe your parents, maybe your uh, uh, family members, uh, your home that you used to live in, your friends, and everything basically. But uh, even those uh, difficult circumstances can affect us in two ways, maybe negative way or positive way. Negative way, if we just give up and uh, think about just the bad things in our lives, then we cannot do anything, not only learning, just we give up on life. Once you give up uh, on yourself and when you think you cannot do anything, basically you don't only give up on education, you give uh, up on everything in your life. But also you can look to the life in a very positive perspective where, where you think uh, I cannot give up, I shouldn't give up because what happened to me it is not my fault and they shouldn't lose my rights and they have to stand up, I must get my rights, I must go to school, I must learn. So if we think just positively about what's happening to us, uh, even if it is hard, I know it is not something easy to to cope with the trauma that you had or all those difficult circumstances that you have experienced. It is not something easy, but also it is not impossible to react positively uh, to the situation and to be stronger than those challenges. I am myself, when I was the camp, I had the same challenges that all the people had, but I didn't uh, give up and I didn't look to the negative side of my life. That's why I am still standing and I'm still advocating not only for myself or not only for my country but for everyone who believes in themselves and uh, who really want to make a better life for them and for others. What do you tell the children that you meet when you meet them? Um, what's the assignment for you when you arrive as an ambassador? 
Of course, I have so many messages uh, that I have learned personally through my experience. One of them, not to give up and just to believe in themselves and to believe that things can get better. Like, uh, I know maybe we have uh, a lot of challenges, but challenges can be defeated if we are strong enough to face those challenges, if we believe that uh, nothing can stay forever. So if I have a challenge, this challenge can be overcome if I believe that this challenge can be overcome by me when I am educated or when I believe I, am, uh, I have something to give to the world. I can prove to everyone those challenges, not the end of my story. Story, but it is thing can I learn from, and they uh, tell them just to be hopeful and to uh, to believe that uh, as long as you, you have hope, and as long as the hope is alive, we can make uh, a good life for everyone. Tell me about your plans for the near term, the near future. You're in university now. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you studying? When do you expect to graduate? Uh, I am studying international politics in the UK, one of the universities in the UK. And uh, of course, I would like to graduate uh, and to finish my studies. Now I am in the first year. I, uh, I will finish my first year and two years left and they will be graduate, and which is something I'm so excited about. And uh, I will continue to be an activist, to raise my voice and to help the children as much as I can in all possible means. I will try my best to reach children around the world and to represent them and I hope I can make a difference because I not only want to be an activist by a title or a goodwill ambassador by a title but I really want to make a difference uh, as much as I can. Mazun, thanks a lot for your time. Great to meet you. Me too. Thank you so much.